you know, sometimes it can be hard to be confident and enjoy our ABDL side to the fullest. Whether it's accepting your kinky self or learning to let go into your diapers, there is a solution for you. Try a little hypnosis. Hypnotherapy can help you achieve your goals, and my friends at A Little Hypnosis want to help. Just for New Zealand listeners, they are offering $10 off your next session. So whether you're a big, middle, or small, A Little Hypnosis can help you all. Hello, 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 and welcome to Newsy's Nook, a podcast where you can sit and relax while I try not to wet my pants. I am your host, Newsy Baby. This week in Newsy's Nook, it's cuffing season. But what happens if you're both babies? Would it work? This week in Newsy's News, friend of the show Mishka was recently badly injured in New York City. In a post, he said he was assaulted by a vehicle and ended up in the hospital. A GoFundMe has been set up to help him with medical costs. If you would like to donate, please contact Noah Gold. Also in Newsy's News, Tykables has a new white diaper called the Tidy Whiteys. They come in medium, large, and extra large. A pack of 10 will cost you $45 before taxes. This week in Newsy's noteworthy events in New York City, NYC ABDL is hosting a diaper happy hour on Tuesday, November 7th. In Chicago, Puddle Scouts is putting on three events in November. A Little Bite Chicago on Saturday, November 11th, a Turkey Day, a Low Sensory event on Sunday, November 19th, and a Crinkle Crawl after midnight on Friday, November 24th. If you would like an event mentioned on the podcast, message me. Also, in December, ABU is hosting a holiday open house on December 16th at their Baltimore, Maryland warehouse and Everett, Washington warehouse. Each location is expected to have drinks, a photo booth, shopping, and a lot of festive fun. As part of the festivities, ABU will be running a winter coat drive for local charities. Anyone who donates a piece of clothing will receive a $10 gift card. I will post a link in the show notes for more information. ABU is a sponsor of this podcast, and New Zealand listeners can use promo code NEWSY10 for a discount on the ABU website. This week in Newsy's Nook, dating is hard. Finding a long-lasting partner is harder. And finding an ABDL partner could almost be impossible. But not for this week's guests. Baby Casey and Jonathan are both ABDLs, so what happens if they both want to be baby? This week, I bring in the married couple to talk about their ABDL couple dynamics and how they make it work for them. Well, thank you, baby Casey and Jonathan, for coming to Newsy's Nook. Thank you for having us. It's exciting. Yeah, exciting to be here today with you. I'm excited to have you. Thank you so much for reaching out um, and wanting to talk about your ABDL couple dynamics. I think it's super cute that you guys call yourselves call yourselves husbabies. Can you please kind of really quick describe your relationship? Yeah. Um, so I think that term actually, I think Casey came up with that term at some point. 
Um, and so, yeah, we do go by husband, uh, each of us. Um, you know, our relationship, we started or, or we met each other initially on Diaper Boys, which was interesting, that website that was out there. I, I don't, it may be still out there, I'm guessing, but it's definitely um, still out there. <laughs> um, I got brave enough to post a photo of myself out there. Um, for a long time, I was just kind of anonymous, I think, like a lot of us are in the community, and posted that photo out there. And um, Casey was out there browsing around and he reached out to me and that was back in 2016. And um, we got to chatting, got you know to know one another and uh, things kind of progressed from there. And then in 2020, we actually married one another. And um, yeah, that's kind of the history. I don't know, Casey, if you've got yeah. any other thoughts around our, our meeting. Yeah, started as mostly friends uh took me a couple of years to talk him into liking me and then we <laughs> it went better from there but our dynamics kind of we're both switch abdls and how we do it and uh, balance things we figured out is uh we both switch every other day so on odd days um that's my little days and then i get to be little and he gets to be daddy. And then on even days, it switches the other way around. Uh, I think it works out pretty good for us. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just, inc I mean, knowing all relationships, right? You probably didn't first get together and were like, okay, we're both little. So this is what we're going to do. I bet there was a, there was a learning curve, right? Like you guys were together for, for a while. And then you're like, okay, we need to think of a system that does work for us. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, we did try many different things um, as we continued to build that relationship. Um, you know, I think that one of the key factors is, is that we were both ABDL. And I think that's one common ground to kind of start the relationship on. Um, and knowing that we were both into those kinds of things. Um, at the time we met, I was a little further along in the, you know, in the AB side of uh, my development in the ABDL life. Um, I think Casey we brought him along in that space a little bit when we met and, um, you know, we kind of found what was comfortable for each of us and what we needed out of that. And early on when we um, first started doing, you know, taking care of one another, it was random. Um, we didn't have any kind of system in place. And so we would, you know, baby one another on and off, or even during the day we would be trying to do that. And you find that you can't really get into a deep headspace if you're kind of switching on and off every hour or every 15 minutes and you don't know maybe who's who's in that role at that time. Yeah, it makes for some awkward moments if you're trying to be the big and take care of somebody, and but then they're tr trying to take care of you at the same time. And so, you know, based off of that, um, I think the first attempt at it was to go a week. So we said, oh, well, let's try for a week. So, um, you know, I would be the baby for a week, for example. Um, Casey would be the daddy for that entire week. And then we swapped that. And I think that lasted only for maybe a couple of weeks. And then we found that it was really too draining on um, the daddy. I think that's a great opportunity for the, for the little, but for the daddy, it becomes draining to do that for an entire week because they don't get to go into their headspace. And so we um, switched that up from the full week and we just decided to flip it every other day. And that's where the odd and the even 
uh, idea came from. And it's a good balance of time because you can typically get through a day, um, you know, being the big and a day works, you know, the full day for the little. Um, but anything more than that, it just, you know, kind of became draining on us. Were you both confident in your in your big roles and your little roles before starting this? Because I can only speak for myself. I don't know if I would be 100% confident in one of those roles, but I feel like as time went on, I would start gaining more confidence in each role. Yeah, that's a good question. Do you want to yeah. talk about the little side for you? Yeah, definitely. For me, um, like Jonathan kind of said at first, at first, I was still trying to figure out my ABDL self um, when we first met. And I was definitely a lot less comfortable with the AB side and a little more comfortable um, with the daddy side of things. And I think Jonathan was the other way around. Um, but I think for both of us, definitely as time has gone on, I've definitely evened out a lot more in both roles. Um, and so as he's gotten a lot better and at the daddy side and I've gotten much better and deeper into the baby side. Yeah, it's true. Um, I was very much, yeah, entrenched in the, in the little side when we first met. And so it was an opportunity for me to grow on the daddy side. And I think even today, you know, we're not perfect in it in any case. Um, it's a continued evolution. And um, so I'm continuing to develop on the daddy side and he continues to develop on the little side. Um, I would say we're still maybe a little bit stronger. You know, Casey's a little stronger on the daddy side. He does an amazing job with it. And um, I still have some room for improvement in that space. So it's it's a continued, pro you know, a continued learning experience. But how cool is that, that like, you know, most relationships they get started, I would just, I would just generalize as like, hookups right but like a, such a huge part of your relationship is kind of i'll use your term rev, revolutionizing right like you guys get to learn and grow and explore your kinks together and not only that you get to it's almost like you get to switch roles right literally switch roles every day how cool is that it is it's really yeah. cool well, um, it's been super cool I and especially with things for me at least you know like kinks and everything uh, I think that's a big part of our relationship that I mean once you know once you share that part of yourself uh with somebody and and actually share it as in like both of us having that kink um you know there's kind of no walls after that like it's by far the only relationship I've ever been in or really know of too much where we have zero secrets or anything. Like I know everything about him and the same for me. Yeah, it goes both ways. You know, I was married before um, um, in a relationship for a number of years. And in that relationship, that was prior to me accepting being an ABDL. And so a lot of that or all of that was hidden from that person, right? And so there was a lot of secrets around the kink and, and you know, being able to express myself in that way. Um, you know, that relationship ended because of the ABDL situation. And so now looking at the relationship I have now with Casey, um, it's so much stronger. And, you know, there are no secrets because, 
we don't have to hide the kink. Like we're both truly into, into it and understand one another and understand it. And I look at other ABDLs who are in relationships like I was prior. And I just think no matter how hard it is, um, I guess not how hard it is, um, how hard you try to get the other person to understand your, your kink. I just don't think they truly can to the extent that we have with one another now, having been in that prior relationship. So do you think, and you don't have to recommend this for everyone, but do you see an, do you see a importance or um, a usefulness for bigs and littles to explore what I would call the other side of the street every now and then? Yeah, I, I do. Um, I think it helps to under, I think it helps to strengthen the relationship, you know, as we do, we are switching back and forth, but, you know, for the community to help them understand, I don't think that you can just put yourself out in the community and think that you're going to be a little and expect everybody else to take care of you. Um, I think switching, as you mentioned, um, gives you an opportunity to see what it is on the other side and maybe sometimes how hard it is um, to play that big role um, or that other role. And it helps you just be a better member of the community. And it helps you know you build those relationships and be a better person in that relationship. Do you have any ideas? Yeah, and then, you know, kind of with that, it's especially in a relationship-wise, um, at least for me, like when we were trying like the weeks um, at a time, if I was always little, I would always feel bad for him, like feel more like a burden um, that somebody's always taking care of you. And I think it does help to go back and forth because then, you know, you kind of recharge and then I enjoy taking care of him um, and helping him feel good that way when we go back and forth. Yeah, I forgot about that. It's true. Yeah, I can. The week-long extension of that, you do start to feel, I don't know if it's not resentment, but you start to feel bad for the other one or, you know, it just it kind of, yeah. I forgot about that, that key piece of that, but that's why the 24-hour period works so much better for us because you're able to deep dive into that headspace as a little or as the big and be able to do it through that time, but not you know, feel resentment or feel bad for the other person. I just think that's so cool that you get, you guys were able to like consciously think about like, no, a week's not working for us. 24 hours works for us, right? Like some people would probably be like, oh, I guess a week works. Yeah, let's do a week. Um, last question on, on, on this topic. What would, if, if you had any advice for ABDL uh, couples out there, what, what, what would you say is like the key thing to a successful ABDL relationship? I think really it's not too much different than uh, any relationship, you know, communication is by far the most important thing, which I think um, in a kink relationship, you know, it's kind of, there's more of that. Um, I think than a lot of vanilla relationships just because of with kinky, there's a lot more communication. Um, there's, less to hide i should say i guess if you're not hiding anything um about yourself then the communication seems to be easier with one another yeah communication is key and that's what i would recommend to to anyone listening is um, when you get in a relationship it's being able to communicate with one another and you know we kid with one on, with each other i think on a cartoon at one point i heard um 
you know, was teaching kids to, to communicate or use your words. They say, use your words, don't bite, because um, kids typically bite one another, I guess. And so we we joke with each other if we feel like, you know, we need to increase that communication or one's not saying what they should. We'll say, use your words, um, you know, don't bite like like a baby shark. And so <laughs> it is those, those um, times when you can communicate, help each other understand what's missing or what you need. Or maybe, you know, sometimes it, it's not perfect. And, you know, there are some times when maybe we're sick or not feeling well. And so we're just like, you know what, I can't do the baby, the baby headspace today. And or from a daddy perspective, um, you know, sometimes, you know, on that day, daddy's sick. And so we just kind of say, you know what, we'll take that as a neutral day. And so it's being able to communicate with one another how we're feeling in life. You know, life's not perfect every day, but being able to communicate with each other and then go with the ebb and flow of that. And so, yeah, I'd say it's communication. Good call out. I love it. And just so everyone knows, you've been together for seven years, married for three, and you were telling me that you had an ABDL themed wedding. Please describe this ABDL themed wedding. Yeah, so um, we actually, in 2020, it was during the height of the pandemic, right? And so we really weren't doing a lot of things in person. So we ended up doing our wedding over Zoom, which is interesting, a different take on it. Um, but uh, we uh, invited some close friends, so they hopped on with us. Um, person who officiated the wedding was on Zoom with us, and then um, we were at home, and uh, we dressed up in, uh, I think I had my AB or the uh, matching a ABU shirts. Yes, we had those. We had on the khaki snap pants from, or yeah, snap pants or shorts from Tykeables. And then we had uh, matching diapers on underneath. Of course, we didn't show those to the person or the individuals attending the wedding. But um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I think I was crying a lot during <laughs> that session because it was so emotional for me and exciting. It was it was cry, um, you know, tears of joy, I guess, is what it was. It wasn't tears of sadness by any means. So, so um, yeah, that was that was that experience. And, you know, we were lucky enough to have a number of our ABDL friends on there with us. And so that was exciting to be able to share that with them. I just need to ask questions. So did you change each other? Did you change yourselves before it? Like, did you do like the traditional wedding where you don't see each other before the wedding? Or did like you change each other? And then you both got married? <laughs> do you remember? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was just we were going with what whoever's little day it was. I think we probably did. And it was on the trip river. Yeah, it was on the 28th um, of so August. And so it was probably a really little day. day. But yeah, so he would have changed me that day, probably. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so freaking adorable. So like, did you change each other after like the wedding? Like after the wedding, you like, you know, how like you do like reception, everything was your, it was after your wedding, just like changing each other. Yeah, I guess we could have. I don't um, where it was my little day, he probably would have changed me at some point later in the afternoon. But um, with it being on Zoom, it was a little bit unconventional, a little bit different from that perspective. We didn't actually. Yeah, nobody actually kind of hung around on Zoom or anything. It was just kind of over. Yeah, it was over when it was over. We did, um, and even, you know, due to the fact when the wedding occurred, we didn't actually get to do our honeymoon until... Um, about three weeks ago and we were able to go on a honeymoon cruise and so you know with the pandemic it kind of mixed things up a little bit but delayed it out but good times 
but it's still working. Let's yes. go into lifestyle. So what kind of things do you wear? What, what kind of things do you have around the house to keep the headspace alive? So the question's probably more, what don't we have? <laughs> we'll dig into the, what some of those things we have. And um, we're lucky enough here uh, in Utah where we live to have a um, local ABDL that builds furniture. And so that helps us outfit our house with some of those bits and pieces. So we do have a crib, uh, two cribs, actually. And we can talk more about how we're set up here. Um, but we've got two cribs. We have a full-size high chair. Um, those are some of the big pieces. I was able to build a lay-in-play, so we've got that. We have a full-size playpen, um, and those are some of the bigger pieces I can think of. Um, some of the smaller stuff, you know, when when you go into our kitchen, we've got a full cupboard full of Sippy cups, sippy right. cups and bottles. And we have, you know, a full drawer of kidware for like forks and knives and all that kind of stuff. And so when we have friends over or family, if they open the wrong drawer, they're like, oh, I, it's not the right drawer. <laughs> um, but yeah, the kitchen's fully out, outfitted with all that kind of stuff to, to play the role. Um, yeah, day to day, there's the big high chair sitting out in our kitchen um and we both like you said sleep in our cribs um all the time that's our our only beds so, your only yeah. beds are the cribs yes it is that's yeah. true yep <laughs> are they like 1950 style like one cribs on one side of the room and one cribs on the other side of the room or like do you both like have your own crib areas in the house yeah, we figured out from kind of from day one, uh, more Jonathan's thing that I really liked was we don't like necessarily sleeping together. I mean, not like we don't like it, but there's always with two people in one bed, there's always somebody getting less covers or somebody <laughs> snoring or whatever. And for us, it's always just worked out to where we've had two different bedrooms Um that we both sleep in. So when I stay up and watch TV, it's not bugging him. And when I get up two hours earlier than he does to go to work, it doesn't bug anybody. Yeah. Um, so it is kind of like you mentioned the 1950s, kind of like that, but in separate rooms. So we um, had an opportunity to build a new house a couple of years ago and we did it from the ground up. We served as the general contractors on it, doing a lot of the work ourselves. And when we designed it with the architect, we were able to have them, what in their mind they were designing was two master suites in the house. Um, it seems like that's something that's kind of common. It's common for maybe older couples or, or individuals who, um, you know, want to be able to sleep in separate rooms so they can get that great sleep at night. <laughs> mm. um, I have to have my sleep, my baby sleep. Um, so we were able to to build the the two different rooms. And so, yeah, we have a full-size crib in both rooms. Mine, um, I am a little more onto the ABDL side. So I do have a section in my room that's kind of a, it's a walkthrough, kind of what you'd consider maybe a library in a normal house. Um, but that's the toy room that it connects to my master suite. So you have a toy room? Oh my gosh. I do. Um, yeah, so there's, there's a lot of toys in there. <laughs> They don't um, always get played with, but they're right. there. 
Um, and so, you know, with that individual who makes that furniture local here, he was able to make um, the crib for Casey. Casey's a taller individual. And so we were able to get him a crib that's made as a twin XL. So it's a bit longer. It's a little bit longer crib. Uh, mine's just a regular twin crib. Um, Casey's was manufactured by the company here locally. It's called Big Little Furniture. Big, yeah, Big Little Furniture. And they also did the high chair. But um, my crib, I made from purchasing two cribs from the 90s that have the rail that slides up and down. They don't make those anymore, I guess, because it's, you know, a hazard to ch children. Um, but I was able to take two cribs and um, manufacture those together. I found an uh, individual here in Utah. He's not ABDL, but he does furniture repair. And so I took the crib apart and took the headboard and the footboard of two cribs and asked him to join those into what would be a headboard for a twin bed. And then one goes on the head of the bed, one goes on the foot of the crib, I guess crib bed. And then I extended the rails along the sides so the rails still go up and down. So that's my crib, which was a little more of a custom crib made from, you know, a real baby crib or two of them. That's insane. One quick question on the topic of furniture. Casey, you seem, since since Jonathan has the like super AB, what does your crib look like? Because I'm picturing like, maybe like more middle-esque style? Uh, kind of. Um, yeah, Jonathan's a lot more into super authentic things. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be made for a baby or he doesn't like it. <laughs> super picky. Got it. So mine, mine um, that big little furniture make, he, uh, uh, they're cut out. It's almost like Ikea style. Um, where it's cut out of plywood that kind of interlocks together and everything. Okay. Um, but it does, it's just full sides. And then the front slides up and down with latches like a baby crib. But mine's usually not, the sides usually not slid up and locked in for the night. Yeah, so his would be more like, yeah, maybe like a day bed or something. So more like for a, yeah, maybe an older child or something like that. So yeah, you're hitting the nail on the head with that. Okay. How does it work when, so like, so, so like when Casey's in, in uh, big mode and all that, sleeping in the crib doesn't screw up that headspace at all? No, not really. Um, I don't put the side up on the crib. So really, if you don't. If you look out the side of the crib where I usually kind of lay on my side looking at the TV or something, you can't really tell unless you looked up or down to see the sides of the crib. For me on that side, when I'm the big, um, my crib side does go up. If it's not up, I feel like I'm missing something. <laughs> um, so I do put mine up even when on the days I'm, I'm the daddy. Um, you know, it's at the end of the day. And so I've served in that role as the daddy taking care of Casey throughout the day. And then when I go to bed, um, you know, I put him down first in his crib and put him, you know, to bed. And then I can go in mine and I do put the side up and still have it that way. But that's kind of my ending point. And then, you know, the next morning, then I wake up, then I would be the little. But... Oh, how interesting. And then I'm guessing the high chair is reserved for, for whoever's little for the day, right? Yeah, you are correct. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so you have cribs, you have very 
little s things in your kitchen you have a you have a high chair let's let's go outside let's get the full fantasy of your house you have a sandbox you have a sandbox outside um so yeah outside we have um some fun things that are kid related so we've got a sandbox that we can play in and then there's some fun uh toys i've got i purchased one of those it's like a big wheel and you're able to ride that around um several different big wheels yeah several of those <laughs> scooters and scooters um some of those fun little things that you can play on outside so yeah not only on the inside do we have stuff that helps keep us in that little space but on the outside we do as well and then in and then inside you have like a full-on playroom right i'm guessing it's not in your crib room right like when you were building the house did you also build an, an a room just for the playroom we did. Um, it's a separate room off of the nursery. So you go, you walk from the hallway into the nursery and then from the nursery into the playroom. And um, the playroom stocked out with um, everything that a little boy would like to play with. So there's Legos, lots of stuffies. Um, I do like um, to collect some of the older Fisher Price stuff um, from when I was younger. So like the cassette recorder, um, the xylophone, there's a cash register, some of those kinds of things that were manufactured by Fisher Price years ago. Um, I collect some of that stuff. So that's all stationed in there as well as games and all kinds of little blocks and toys and cars and trucks. And we did come across a company that uh, I think it's called American Plastics and they make oversized like school buses, dump trucks, Run-in loaders, like, that kind of stuff. Tonga truck style. Yeah, like Tonga truck, but they're big. They're massive. And so we've got those in there too to play with. It's fun. Casey, is he the mastermind to like this whole thing? Did like very much so. <laughs> he he did the plans for the house. He has all the very nice play pens and stuff. Oh yeah. The whole thing. He's the mastermind. Oh yeah, I'm just the lucky one that just goes along for the ride. <laughs> That's too adorable. I love it. And then, and it doesn't stop there, people. It the car is also ABDL themed. Please, please describe your your Tyke themed car. Yes. Yeah, so little Tykes um, is that manufacturer out there that makes all those fun toys, and they make that scooter car for for toddlers. And. It's interesting when the smart car first came out, it's shaped very much like one of those little play cars that Little Tykes makes. And I was out searching on the internet one day and I came across this picture of a car. It was in a garage and I think it was in Europe somewhere. And so I didn't come up with this idea myself. I actually had seen it done. And uh, they took a little tyke or a smart car and turned it into a Little Tykes car. So I thought, you know, that'd be cool to have one of those to drive around. Um, it's definitely putting myself out there because I drove it to my place of employment and things like that. But, you know, in the end, people thought it was really cute and actually had me put it in a local parade. But um, I uh, found found a car that was red, a smart car that was red, and then took it down to a local shop that does vinyl wraps on cars. And so they wrapped the top part of it in the yellow, which matches on the Little Tykes car. And then I was able to um, find the Little Tykes logo and they were able to actually print it on the uh, vinyl as well. And so 
once it was done, we put the logos on it. It said Little Tykes. Um, it had the color matching. We put little red dots on the wheels to match the original. Um, and then I got a license plate that said Big Kid. So that was the letters on the Utah license plate. And then I got a license plate frame that went around it. And above it, it says, I'm a, and then Big Kid on the license plate, and then now on the bottom. So I'm a big kid now, kind of like the slogan from Huggies Pull-Ups. And um, inside I had some little crib toys, stuffies, all that kind of stuff. Um, and it was a really fun, fun experience. And I had that car for about three or four years. And um, I ended up selling it um, to a non-ABDL, to somebody who <laughs> really, uh, you know, saw it for sale and ended up buying it in a nearby town. So I see it still around every once in a while, but I did end up selling it. Why'd you get rid of it? I know, right? I could all fit in that car. <laughs> oh, you don't fit in that car? No, oh, so it really was it. that small. <laughs> it was, it is small. Like, it's small, very small. So he had a hard time fitting in there in the passenger seat. Um, you know, I fit in it. It's it's good for one person, but it was a really, it's a really small car. So, you know, driving it, it was fun to have, but it ended up being where I felt not uh, really safe driving it around. Because if you were to get in an accident, I think I would have been smashed flat like a pancake. So um, it was probably just better to to. Uh, you know, get rid of it. Plus you have the expense of insurance and all that on multiple cars. So, um, and in Utah, it snows, right? We get lots of snow in the winter and it did not go in the snow. So it was time to, time to move on, but it was fun while I had it for sure. I still get people um, either at work or others in the community. They're like, do you still have your little Tykes car? They're all excited to see it. And then I'm like, no, I don't have it anymore. So Aww. it was a fun experience. But you do have a car seat in your current car. Yes. So on my little days, um, I have a, a car seat. And so I squeeze into that. Um, in the back seat of my truck. Yeah. In the back seat of Casey's truck. So yeah, it's fun. I love it. That's adorable. All right. Well, so this sounds all very expensive, expensive. So I'm guessing you both are very well positioned in your careers. So I have to ask the question, how do you balance uh doing what i would call 24 7 24 7 living the abdl fantasy between you both but also being career people i think it in a lot of ways helps uh we're both in pretty high stress management positions um but being able to be stressed when you get home or not even when you get home um we'll text each other throughout the day if it's his little day i'll be texting him every so often um doing diaper checks and seeing how he's doing and i think if anything it helps to be able to deal with the the higher stress when you've got that little little release um even when you're you know in a situation or a high stress at work and then all of a sudden you get a text from daddy asking how if your diaper's wet, then it's kind of hard to still be super stressed out, you know? Yeah, so we um, we like to call our place of employment preschool. So when, when the little, if you're having a little day that day, then we're, you know, saying, how is preschool? Are you having fun at preschool? Doing those checks. Um, if he doesn't have a wet, wet diaper, we're asking, you know, do you have your... <laughs> 
do you have your sippy cup with you? Um, make sure you're drinking lots of water. Um, so we kind of do that throughout the day. And I think it helps decrease that stress level. Um, the key is balance and it really is balance. And so when, um, when we're at work, we're truly dedicated to that. And that's got to be number one. Um, you know, if you're going to be successful in the business place, um, you've got to be dedicated to that. And so we're not, um, I'm not, even though I'm dressing in dress up kids clothes um, during the day, um, we're still dressing professional, you know, being professional, um, you know, doing well at our jobs. And so we can continue to progress in that. And then being able to have our little side kind of float underneath of that professional persona um, that we're doing during the day while we're at what we call preschool. Because um, if you don't, if you don't show up and do what you're supposed to, then yeah, you don't have the money to spend on some of these other things that we're able to do. Yeah. It gives you more to work for also being able to have the little side and little things that you can afford because you work hard to get it. And, you know, PC, well, we're both, we both wear 24 um, seven. Mm-hmm. I cheat a little bit in that and I'll speak to that in a minute. Um, Casey does wear, um, 24 seven ABDL diapers to work, you know, 24 seven. So he wears those. Um, so they're, you know, just like any other diaper from, you know, ABU or Tykables or wherever that might be. Um, I wear those anytime I'm at home, but I, at work, I wear pull-ups and so I'll do the good nights pull-ups at work. So I cheat a little bit, Uh... but still no underwear. So so there's no underwear in this house right now. There's not. Ooh, no, no, nope. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then yeah. just so the audience knows, I'm going to take a wild guess. Uh, Casey, I'm guessing, are you dad today? Are you big today? No. You're not? <laughs> You're wearing a daddy's knows best shirt. I was thinking well, the whole time. <laughs> it was the daddy. So the shirt has a binky on it in the O where the nose is. And so it's saying that daddy knows best, meaning I know best for what he needs today. So he gave me this shirt. So that means Casey, you're the baby today. Yes. Yep. (gasps) That's too adorable. All right. Well, in wrapping up, I got a question for each of you. Casey, if you, if, if there's a, a big out there and you know, they wanted, they're not used to their a b side but they wanted to try this dynamic out what advice could you give to someone who may not be comfortable in their a b side but uh wants to explore it more wants to get more comfortable with it yeah i would say definitely take your time um and keep trying i know uh like i said it kind of evolved for me um from being more little now um, than I was for sure. At first, it was probably a pretty several year process um, of us being together and me being to be able to be taken care of and little um, for me to get more comfortable with it. Definitely several years of going back and forth and then just letting myself be more comfortable with it. And of course, having a partner to do that helps but I think it definitely helped a lot to keep trying and and got more comfortable and then it kind of progressed to where 
it's helpful on both sides, really, because now when I'm a big, uh, I've got a lot better idea of what the little wants or needs. Jonathan, same question. If if there is a little that wants to flex their their bigger side, but they're not comfortable with it, what 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 would you recommend? I like how you ask those questions to us because you know that that's in some of the areas for him working on his little space and me working on my big space. But um, I think, boy, you know, it's it's a task to learn what the other needs. And so I think if I'm when I'm serving as the daddy, um, I just need to take a step back and think of what I would like if I was the little. And so it helps me perform that, um, you know, perform what. I need to do for, for Casey when he's little. Um, it's not everything that I like, but just it's, it's remembering what triggers they have, what specific little things they like. Um, but yeah, continuing to work on that from that perspective and know that it's not about you when you're serving as the daddy, but it's about the little and what you can do for them. Oh, that's adorable. You got your relationship is adorable thank you thank you thank you casey thank you thank you thank you jonathan for coming to newsy's nook and talking about your abdl couple dynamic you're welcome thank you. yeah thanks for having us it's been great thank you bye bye Jonathan has a new YouTube channel, and I will post their links in the show notes. All right, kiddos, before we go, please welcome the podcast's newest sponsor, A Little Hypnosis. Hypnotherapy for all ABDLs and kinksters, and just for New Zealand listeners, A Little Hypnosis is offering $10 off your next session. All right, kiddos, I gotta go change. See ya. Bye. Bye.